0: Hello and welcome to Get Flushed, the world's favourite sanitation podcast. My name's Pete. I'll start this week's show with a big thank you to Ross Ambrose from AAA Porter Serve in Florida. Ross has been one of the show's great supporters since day one. He regularly gives me feedback on episodes and ideas for content. He arranged the interview with Carleen Koss, the chief executive of the PSAI last series, and once again, he's made a generous donation through PayPal to support the show. Thank you, Ross. I really do appreciate all your support. I said last week that I wanted to use Season 3 to take a broader look at sanitation solutions other than portable toilets. Alongside that, two key themes really stood out as I sat down to plan this series. The first was innovation, which I'd describe as the creation, development and delivery of new products or processes designed to improve the efficiency and effectiveness of the business or enhance the customer's experience in the restroom. In other words, I want to use this series to look at some of the exciting new products and trends that are happening right now in the sanitation industry. I also want to use this series to talk to more women about their roles within the industry and to think about if and how sanitation providers cater to the specific needs of female restroom users. I've already interviewed some really great women for the show, Tonya Ray from Serco, Tina Stanett from Sunrise, Janice Tamar from J-Bar, Angelique Deniman from our episode sponsor last week, AirVote, Carleen from the PSAI, and of course Chelsea Wald, who spoke about her excellent book, Pipe Dreams. I'm really excited about this week's episode, which covers both of those key themes. You see, the guest this week is Nathalie Desinard, the CEO of Madame P, a company based in Paris, France. As a company, Madame P has developed and manufactures a female urinal and that's been designed to allow women to pee quickly and easily in a squat position without making contact with the pan or bowl. I first discovered Madame P on Instagram and I'll stress here I wasn't being creepy. I followed another toilet operator who followed Madame P and I saw some of their very creative Instagram posts. Now I've never seen or used a female urinal and I'm not really qualified to judge its appeal or assess how well it works. But as I scrolled through the Madam P website, I saw that the idea made sense and I was keen to learn more. And so, here is the interview with Nathalie Desinard, the founder and CEO of Madam P. So, I'm joined today by Nathalie Desinard, who is the chief executive and founder of Madam P. Nathalie, welcome to Get Flushed. Thank you. Happy to be here. I suppose I should say, bonjour, ça va?
1: (laughs) C'est ça, bonjour, ça va très bien.
0: Natalie is in Paris and she's got a really interesting story because she's got a very innovative and unique product, which is called Madame P. And Natalie, it's probably best if you describe the product for us.
1: Yes, sure. With pleasure. My name is Nathalie Desinard and I founded Madame P uh, three years and a half ago now, uh, beginning of 2018. The Madame P Urinal for Women is a no-contact urinal for women to allow women to have a quick, intimate and respecting uh, our uh, need of hygiene to pee in the public area, be it events, be it in the city, when you are walking through the city, Beats in stadium, in cinema, in theater, in schools. So we aim at implementing one urinal for women each time you have one urinal for men.
0: That's such an obvious thing to do. But well, let's start at the start. Female urinals are a really new innovation, aren't they?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: They've been around for men for as long as men have been able to stand up.
1: More or less. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, it's such a, a unique thing for ladies. And, and for listeners who aren't familiar, it's not a squat toilet and it's not a sit down toilet. Perhaps the best way to describe it is it's a hover toilet, maybe.
1: Well, in fact, we designed the product not uh, starting by the product, but by the need of a woman. When you observe the, a woman in a toilet, out of our home, okay? We do not speak about how we behave in toilets in, in our home, but really in public areas. Yeah. 90% of the women do not sit on a toilet for hygiene reason, And we, we, we do not enter into details. We I think we can easily understand why.
0: Yeah, listeners will be familiar with that.
1: Yes. Based on that, we design a cuvette, a ball which is uh, designed to squat the more comfortable way for women because we do we know that women will not sit. If they want to sit on, in on a Madame P ball, of course they can. But the ball is designed so that you can squat and pee without any splash and the more comfortable way. Because we know that 90% of the women do not sit on a ball outside of their home. And all the product has been designed based on the behavior of the women. We did not have any idea of any product when we started the design. We had a hundred of women testing all the modules of the product. So the ball, the doors which are saloon doors, what level of intimacy we need. And so all the, the different uh, elements of the product have been designed based on the behavior of the woman. So it's a really usage design product.
0: And that comes across, I mean, I've not seen one in person, but I've spent a lot of time looking on your website. And the the first thing I'd say is that, it looks like a standard portable plastic toilet, but then it doesn't because the doors, as you describe them as saloon doors, I'd describe them as cowboy doors. There are two doors. Do they swing both ways? Yes, in and out. A standard plastic toilet would have a full door that goes from the floor all the way up to the roofline. But the Madame P doors are above the ground and below head height, aren't they?
1: Yes. The reason for that is that it's not a toilet, it's a urinal. If you have doors from the bottom to the top and it's closed, it's fully closed, then it's a toilet, okay, in the perception of people. And, and so you can have behavior in the toilet. So it's not only pee, then it can be a number two.
0: Yeah, number twos as well, yeah.
1: Yeah. And the, the second reason and, is that the perception of hygiene is higher when it's open, because the smell is obviously more, uh, let's say...
0: Uh, it's open to the air. It's not a contained, closed space. Yes, exactly.
1: And, and so the air circulates and then, uh, the, the hygiene is, uh, is, is better.
0: You made a really good point that ladies don't like to use plastic portable toilets. I, I know my wife wouldn't go in one at all. And one of my other guests has said that they've observed that at large-scale events. So what was the process that got you to realise that the saloon doors were the preferred option?
1: In fact, the reason for saloon doors start by the fact that the need for hygiene in a woman in toilet is that they don't want to touch anything. And women will uh, spend a certain time to... Uh, avoid touching anything in a portable standard toilet and so how to open the door without touching anything how to close the door without touching anything and so on and so the idea came that we have to have doors that can be open in in and out without touching anything with my hand if i want to touch i can but if i don't want to touch i can also so the hinged doors came that way because we observed in saloon, then people enter into the doors with the, with the shoulder or with the arms.
0: They can back out.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. The hinged doors design came for that.
0: And it's a genius design because there are two doors. They don't intrude too far into the inside of the cabin. So you leave a lot of space inside the Madame P cubicle.
1: Yes, this is another uh, point: is that when women enter into the cabin, they say, "Wow, it's
0: large." So it looks about a meter. Is it a meter square?
1: The space of the of a man urinal is smaller than a standard cabin. Okay, it's uh, eighty centimeter large and a meter and twenty long. Right, it's a Euro pallet. Okay. And it's also pallet because for logistic matter, it's uh, useful for a rental toilet company to have a pallet uh, to stock and to transport in trucks. Yes. But the perception inside is that it's larger than a portable cabin because it's partly open, because it's very high, because the, the, the roof is very high. And so the impression is that it's large, open and the air circulates. Again, a perception of hygiene.
0: So if we walk into the, Madam P, we open the doors and we see the urinal directly in front of us. Is there a sanitizer or a soap dispenser? Yeah. And paper towels or toilet roll dispenser? Have you got all of that Yeah, yeah.
1: Dispensers for hygiene. So when you're a woman, you need paper. Sure. You need a trash also to put the paper in because the toilet is without water. So you don't put the paper into the bowl, you put the paper into the trash. And the trash has been designed, again, for women not to see what's inside the trash, because we usually have the pleasure to see the trash and what's inside, which is disgusting. And so we put the trash behind, so it's a big one, so you can put all your papers and all your intimate things that you need to put your sanitary towels.
0: Is there a flip-top lid, or is it through a slot or something?
1: Yeah, yes. it's, it's a big hole behind, and so you don't see what's in the trash, uh, which is important for women uh, as, a, as a hygiene perception, uh, again. And from a logistic point of view, you can empty the trash So the maintenance teams can empty the trash without interrupting the flow uh, into the toilet.
0: My next question from there is about the urine. Where does that go?
1: The floor is a tank. And so it goes into the tank and then it's empty. It can be um, connected to the sewage system or it can be in autonomous mode. And then it's empty by the rental toilet company. And yeah.
0: What is the capacity of the tank, Natalie? 200 liters. So it's a good size. Well, when,
1: when we say that a pea is a, is a Coke canet, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a Coke, coke 300 mils, less. yeah. <laughs> yeah, then it's between uh, 600 and 700 people. So it's uh, a big day in the uh, even. So
0: So listening to you talk and describe it, I don't believe that a man could have designed the Madam P because there are too many female-specific angles.
1: (laughs) I think that the key is the usage. Well, we know that the portable toilet has been designed a few years ago. Uh
0: Yeah, uh, 50s and 60s were the first commercial units, yeah.
1: Yes, and it has not changed a lot since then. I mean, the design...
0: Very, Remain similar
1: very similar exactly all the all the work and that we continue is to uh, start from the usage now and so the usage now is that half of the population is women and half of the of this population women population have specific needs in the toilets and these specific needs can be respect and we can fulfill these needs with a specific infrastructure which needs some specific design and and uh, this is possible it's not because we don't pee vending that we do not deserve <laughs> a urinal
0: I think it's ingenious. I think it's really clever. And when I've described it to friends as I've been telling them about the show, the men have all sort of shaken heads and said, oh, ladies won't ever use that. But reading all of the comments on your website and listening to you describe it, I imagine it's really popular with ladies.
1: Yes, it is. The feedback has been, from the beginning, very positive. And obviously, we take all the feedback, we, we really stick to the ground. Huh? We, we, we are on the different events, uh, be it cities, big events, small ones, with young women, with families, with older women, with uh, little girls and so on, to really listen to their feedbacks, And we are in continuous improvement loop for the product. From the beginning, and the product was on the market end of 2018, the feedback has been very positive. I can believe it. And very affective, you know, emotional, which is a word that doesn't fit with toilet in general. Emotion and toilet is not a...
0: But it's such a personal experience, isn't it? Yeah. And as you've explained, ladies don't like using plastic portable toilets. So if you've produced a product designed specifically around their function and needs, then I'm not surprised it's popular. I really am. I can see it. It's a game changer. Yeah, yeah. It's a game changer. All of the pictures I've seen, they're all bright red. Yes. Is that a standard colour? Yes, it's a standard colour. Again, this
1: colour has been has come from women. We didn't want pink to be too girly. I mean, the objective is a standard. As I said at the beginning, it's one for one. It's one female urinal for one male urinal. It's a mass market product. So we wanted to fit with 80% of the population from the beginning and to find a color which speaks to everyone, which where we, you can recognize. I mean, it's a red, very flashy.
0: Very flashy red.
1: So the, the red has a color to be recognized. And the fact that also it's elegant, again, a word that usually doesn't fit with portable toilets. We also want to have a new standard, a revised standard of portable toilet. We can think about toilet on the public area, elegant, ecologic and inclusive.
0: I have to compliment you on on that elegance because it's all over your products, your branding, your logo, the colours, the design and the bright red will stand out. You won't miss that at a big event. My only comment about red is in the southern hemisphere where the UV is very strong and the ozone layer is not too thick. Red fades really quickly. So when when you do sell to the southern market, please make sure you get lots of UV inhibitor in there to stop the colour fade.
1: Yeah, yeah. These are tests that we're we're doing and uh, we select the materials very carefully. So far, we have now three years and uh, still the, the red is still very bright. So <laughs> well, <see. laughs>
0: that's really good. And then I've got another question about the fact that I've done a lot of experiments. When I've done events, I've used pink toilets and green toilets. And when I put them in blocks of maybe 10 pink and then 10 green, the men only go to the green and the women only go to the pink. And then if I mix them up and put one pink, one green, one pink, one green, people went to either or. They weren't bothered which one they went to. So (laughs) have you noticed that when you've deployed Madame P at events? And what happens when a gentleman goes into your Madame P?
1: (laughs) Well, that's a, a funny, funny fact. When we put the Madame P in the first events and very big ones, some men came into the Madame P. Some because they, did, well, when they see urinal, they think if it's for them. I mean, all urinal are for, for men. So they say urinal, it's for me. When we say no, it's for women, they, some were very uh, surprised, at least to say. <laughs> and some men came and said, said to us, okay, I, I, I want to come here, please, because I'm not at ease while peeing publicly with all my colleagues because um, I need intimacy. Yeah, and so I would like to to use your Madame P, and so we thought about that, and more and more it came from the men, and it came from our customers as well. The rental toilet company, the cities asked us, could we have intimacy for men as well? I mean, your Madame P is great for women, but for men, in uh, we they have toilets or very open. And so we designed last year, benefiting from the bracket of the 2020, a Mr. P, which is black. So Madame P is red, the lady in red and the man in black. <laughs> and is uh, the, the Mr. P is a, an intimate urinal for men. I love it. And so we deployed that in some even this summer in, in Europe and the feedback from men was very very positive as well because they have also um, saloon doors smaller than for women because they the intimacy needs is different and they love it some men they don't care i mean they can pee with their colleagues no no worry but for some men it's it's important and the feedback that we got is that for all men if they have choice pee in an intimate urinal or in a non-one they prefer the intimate one.
0: That makes sense and at an event most men only need to nip in for a pee and I'm guessing that the Madam P the design and the Mr P just makes that toilet usage very fast compared to a standard toilet. Yes. There's no fuss and no messing around with the door and the lock and everything else it's just a very quick process. Yes. And event promoters love that because if people are in a queue to use the restrooms, they're not at the bar buying drinks. Exactly. I've had that conversation with Dave Andres many times that if you can speed up the ingress and egress of people into the restrooms, that frees up their time to A, enjoy the concert or the event and then B, to buy more drinks. So I can absolutely see why it would be popular with event promoters. Exactly. We divide by
1: three to four the the time of services. And on top of that, if... Women need to spend hours in uh, in queues. They will not uh, buy any beers or whatever or drinks because they don't want to queue again, just to pee.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So they, they hold off drinking so they don't need to go back to the bathroom. Yeah.
1: Yes, exactly. So it's a, it's a vicious circle when you have queues.
0: I'm sold on the idea, but what I'd really like to know is how does Natalie come from having this concept of a female urinal to then designing and producing, and I'm guessing it's um, rotationally plastic moulded and vacuum formed in the manufacturing process. So that that's one part of the story. But then how on earth do you go about bringing that to market and finding a distribution channel and customers to buy it and persuading people? Because it is quite a revolutionary idea. And I can imagine that a number of the restroom operators I know would immediately... Just probably just shake their head and say, Well, oh, that won't work because it's such a change to the status quo. It's not what people have been used to, not at all.
1: Yes. So, first, step we made is to to have a, a, a world tour of what has been uh, experimented on urinal for women so i spent months in uh, northern europe and southern europe because some experimentation have been made in the early 2000
0: i googled it and all i could find was the shiwi which is just like a shaped funnel
1: you had also in Italy, you had in um, in uh, Holland in so you had some very small experimentation, uh, but that remained only a concept. It has been made by big designer, and they made a concept. Sometimes they tested the concepts. And so I worked with designer because some were researcher. I made a world tour to meet with them and to work with them to really understand what they did, what was the process and why it stopped at the concept phase. And what I realized is that it was because it was a a design concept, but not based on usage and on business model. So my job, I'm not a designer, but my job is usage and business model. So I started again from the beginning, and I say, okay, we will start on usage and see the business model. For the business model, I met with many uh, event organizers to understand the level of pain the toilet was from the women's point of view. And the answer was direct. I mean, I spoke directly to the leader of this uh, event, who told me, okay, the event market is more and more competitive. So we need to differentiate from each other. We need to uh, have more and more women in our events. And the events are more and more feminized. From 15 years ago, the the percentage of women in big events increased. And women are uh, telling us that they hate the toilets that they have and it's a problem because they speak on social networks and you can have the best programmation the best shows you you, you just have in your mind i mean toilet was a nightmare in the summer season you can find uh, similar shows in different events from beginning of june till end of september they will choose the event which offer good toilet good food good services and so and so on and so they told me okay this is a real pain and it's an economic pain because they will leave the show they will leave the event they don't drink because they don't want to queue again for 45 minutes if they drink a beer and so on and so i went to see rental toilet companies telling them okay this is a real pain for your customer so let's try and see.
0: And what was the reaction of the restroom companies?
1: The reaction, some, some say, okay, I'm not sure it will not work. And uh, and some innovative and listening to, to what their customer said, say, okay, I want to test because if my customer want to test, then I want to test, let's test.
0: Pretty much every restroom operator is working with the same suite of products. They're either a flushing toilet or a long drop toilet but they're all very, very similar. And every so often, something comes along that is a game changer and it gives the early adopters a massive competitive advantage. And you've just summed that up really nicely, that if you can make sure your customers at the event are happy, and if 50% of those are women and they're not happy, you've lost a huge margin for revenue there. And if you can turn that around and make sure that their needs are catered for, and you used three words earlier.
1: It's no-touch, intimate, hygienic, and
0: elegant. It makes so much sense. I think you deserve a lot of credit for coming up with that concept and pushing it through the design phase and then into production, because that's not an easy journey. I can't imagine you did that overnight.
1: (laughs) No, sure. (laughs) It's okay coming
0: up with drawings and concepts and models, but at some point you actually need to produce one and then start to trial it on your audience. So did you go to a a plastics manufacturer and ask them to create molds and try and produce it that way or
1: we start with prototypes we made an mvp a minimum viable product as soon as possible to test on the market then to start the mold when we were sure that the design was respecting all the needs from the women but also from the rental toilet company because it has to be intimate hygienic elegant for women but it has to be very robust For the rental toilet company, it has to be easy to transport, to stock, and so on. So all has been tested with prototypes. Then we start the first pre-serie, a little serie with um, some uh, pre-mold. In fact, we design a mold. And then we start with finalized
0: mold. How long do you think that process took from the MVP, the minimum product, through to the first pre-production unit, was that a a, a year, six months?
1: It was a a, a bit more than a year.
0: They're not always compatible outcomes, are they? You've got to satisfy the user of the toilet, but then you've got to satisfy the operator as well, and that's quite a combination to juggle. So there's a lot going on in a one square meter space. when i spoke to exilu last week they said oh people say to them how come this toilet block is so expensive and their answer is always go and make one (laughs) you you go and build your own and i can see that there's a lot of work has gone into the madam p it's not just been a one idea and there you go you've obviously refined it and worked it and tested it lots and lots to get to the point that you know it's a functional product
1: Yes, and we always, from from the beginning, uh, articulate the industrial design and the the usage research, and we continue. So we continue to update the product step by step because we always can improve a product. But we have the advantages. We, We do have a modular design, industrial design that allow us to improve the product, not reshaping everything. Of course, yeah. And we, we then have an improvement circle, which is very quick and allow us to put on the ground. Each time we improve an element of the product, we test it with our rental toilet company, a partner, and, then, uh, and so on. We work with rental toilet company, Real, in a partnership mode. Uh, Our main partner is a company called Vesiloc, which is in France, in Belgium, in Spain, in Portugal, in Canada as well. And so we really have uh, this partnership way with all our customers because we need it. We need to improve the product. I mean, they are the ones that deploy the product. They know what they need to deploy the product. We have the expertise on the usage. We have the expertise on what women need because we are, we are listening to women. We have a, a continuous uh, research process with women listening to them and so on. But the deployment path is the expertise of our customer, And so in each country where we are, We have this partnership uh, mode very close. Each time they put the product on the field to listen to their feedback and continuously improve the product.
0: When your partners deploy the units, are they branded as Madame P or have they put their own logos on?
1: The Madam P and Mr P logos are always on our toilet and then they put their logos on the toilet as well. But we have the Madame P on all the toilet because this is the brand of the toilet.
0: It's really important, isn't it? Because I think an event promoter would be saying to the users, the customers at the event, the event goes. Yeah. At this event, Madame P will be available and everyone will know what, what it is. Whereas if you say our oh, female urinal, that's not a very elegant way of saying Madame P. So Exactly.
1: This is an important thing that you touch is that the vision that we have is that this one for one, this uh, one female urinal for one man urinal will be fastened by the brand, by the Madame P brand, by the Madame P standard. I mean, Madame P means you have toilets that are elegant, inclusive ecological and intimate you have a standard that is respected so having the brand Madame P put on all our materials is uh, very important to push the mark to increase the notoriety
0: the the familiarity that people will know instantly it's a Madame P
1: I made the parallel uh, a bit trivial but with Dyson you see
0: yeah. Yeah. Parallel with Dyson vacuum cleaners. Everyone knows it's a Dyson.
1: Yeah. My LP will be what Dyson is.
0: It's a really clear vision, Natalie. I like it. <laughs> Congratulations.
1: The, still a big way to do, but we are on our way.
0: That's obvious just by looking at the material you've shared on social media. And I, I mentioned that last season that you put some really good videos out and some photographs of the events and of your testing. And that's all really important because it, it helps you gather speed and builds the momentum. One thing we do need to get in is if if people are listening and they're intrigued to find out more about Madam P and perhaps they're toilet operators or event managers who think that they should be deploying these units at their events. How do they find out more and get in touch with the sales team?
1: Well, they can get in touch with us uh, through our website where we have a contact and we directly receive all the messages and we respond each time, obviously.
0: So that will sound much better in a French accent than in my accent. So the website is (laughs)
1: www.madamp.com.
0: Madame com. (laughs) No, that's good. And then one question I'm bound to be asked by a few of my listeners is, Pete, how much does a Madame P cost compared to a standard portable toilet?
1: Yes, the price is at the top of the range of
0: the portable uh, toilet. A comparable price to a flushing portable toilet, perhaps? Yes. And is there a minimum order quantity or a maximum order quantity?
1: We have no minimum, no maximum. We, we provide from... Uh usually it's not under five because of having one
0: is pointless
1: yes but uh, usually it's not under five and then we have no maximum and obviously then the price depends on the quantity also
0: okay and then the rest of the industry particularly in the states has really suffered over the last year with shortages of plastic resin and huge shipping and freight costs and there's a long waiting time for toilets If I ordered one today, how long would it be before I could expect to see them leave the factory?
1: Four months. Our modular industrial design allows us to, uh, we have multiple sourcing. We mitigate the risk. But uh,
0: You haven't built, or have you built a factory to manufacture them in?
1: They are all manufactured in France. And 80% of our sourcing is coming from France and the other is Italy and Germany. And we work with uh, manufacturers partners. We try to keep in our industrial uh, process and uh, we internalize all the design and the prototype phases.
0: In terms of the Madame P organization, is it a big company or is it a very small company?
1: It's a small company uh, today and uh, we are uh, six people inside and with all the team and our partner we are we are about 30 people but
0: a bigger team with the partner agencies
1: yes obviously yes the other part of uh, our objective is also that we manufactured a big part of uh, our cabins are from uh, recycled materials
0: so a sustainable product
1: it's without water, so sustainable because it's without water. And also today, uh, 70% of the cabine is in recycled material.
0: Because it's a waterless urinal, have you encountered any problems with odour?
1: With odour? Well, the fact that it's partly open is uh, the first answer. And second answer is that we have a specific anti-odour valve.
0: In the urinal itself? In the
1: urinal, Yes.
0: Was that a product that you found and brought in or have you developed that product as well?
1: We bought some standard products.
0: Gina, it's really innovative and I'm very impressed. Thank you. Congratulations to you for making it come to reality. It's a very cool story.
1: And it's a long story to go to.
0: <laughs> so what happens next? What's the next phase for Madam P? Our
1: well, next phase is to broaden our partnership with, uh, with the rental toilet companies. We are implemented in several European countries with a rental toilet company. We also implemented in uh, West Africa, uh, in Quebec. And and so the objective is to broaden our international customers. So this is the first commercial axis. The second one is to continue the development of the product. And we have several axes of development. One is the connected uh, cabin. We are now able to connect the cabin to count the number of people that comes into the cabin.
0: You're collecting metrics to measure the usage.
1: Yes, yes. And we also are able to supervise the level of uh, the tank in real time so that the maintenance team can uh, empty the tank when it's needed.
0: I did some work with a telecoms company here to try and make a sensor to use in a flushing toilet, a standard toilet. Mm-hmm. They developed two prototypes. One was a, an infrared sensor, and the other one was a sonic, a, a sonar. It used noise. Yes. We tried and tried, but they couldn't make it work. And and I think one of the reasons was that in a toilet where you've got paper and solid waste, the surface water's never flat. Absolutely. Yes. We tried so hard. It, they put maybe eighteen months of development in, but they never managed to secure a, a prototype that worked reliably.
1: This is why, in a tank, when you where you have in which you have only urine, it's possible because you have no solid uh, things. So we work with a German company on that. We are still in in experimentation, but now it's been a. F- five months and the results are very uh, very solid so we will continue to develop that and uh, because i i, I think that it's also for our customer events and cities and stadiums and uh, uh, really interesting uh, data to collect
0: yeah, definitely and on that line, I'd really like to connect you with Angelique and Dimitri at AirVote. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I can see a, a really good opportunity to put an AirVote sticker inside the Madam P cubicles and get some direct feedback from users. I'd love to see the results of that. Uh, it's
1: very interesting. And what interests me is that we, we target the intimacy of people. And so the behavior and things are very, very specific and you cannot, you have to observe, you have to interview, but the the usage part is very interesting. And we have a wide range of innovation to bring to this world, which for 80% still, you, you, we have innovation that are coming, but still the same world as in 60s or so
0: is there anything else that you'd like to tell listeners about madam p and the madam p story
1: really our vision is uh, is is one to one and that uh, we need to address 50% of the population needs uh, which are women in in toilet and uh, this is our goal and uh, if by the way we can serve men it's good so we did mr p which is the anecdote is uh, quite funny is probably the first Infrastructure, which has been designed for men based on women' experience, and not the other
0: way. Genuinely, I said at the start, I don't think a man could have come up with this idea. (laughs) Voilà. (laughs) I've really enjoyed chatting with you. I'm conscious we've been talking for about an hour now. I don't want to take up too much more of your time. And what I've really enjoyed is that there's been no embarrassment from either you or me about talking about female toilet usage. It's been a brilliant (laughs) conversation. (laughs) You've been absolutely delightful to talk to. I've really enjoyed that. Thank you.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you for your question. And I really uh, appreciate you make it very, uh, you make me very comfortable. I mean, it's a discussion. I mean, I totally forgot that uh, we were uh,
0: registered. Oh, well, that's nice feedback for me. I appreciate that. And I look forward to talking to you again, Natalie. Thank you. (laughs) Take care. Bye-bye, Pete. Bye-bye. I really enjoyed my conversation with Natalie at Madam P. She was very articulate and she had a great vision. I'd like to thank both her and the Madam P social media manager Sarah for making that interview possible. If you'd like to know more, I've put a link to Madam P in the notes for today's show. Please remember to visit my Patreon page where a small monthly donation will give you early access to every episode and bonus material that's not available anywhere else. And please get in touch if you'd like to advertise on the show or talk with me about how I can help your restroom operation. You'd be surprised how much an independent eye could help improve your business. You can email info at getflush.online or just search Pete Get Flushed or Get Flushed Podcast on your favourite social media platforms. Once again, thank you for your time. I do hope you enjoyed this episode. I've been Pete and you've been listening to Get Flushed, the world's favourite sanitation podcast.